his daughter. I'm not going to Who comes in? Okay. All right. Uh, we start this week uh, as we stand uh, the precipice of Hanukkah coming up. Um, as I said uh, in the blurb, we're talking about the uh, impending celebration. Uh, again, a little bit of wrapping, original examination of the appropriate appellation for the impending celebration of Hanukkah. So we're standing here ready uh, to sort of give ourselves, you know, this amorphous you know, days of these eight days, what it's about. So hopefully today will give us some greater clarity about it, uh, maybe in a way that you probably, I hope you haven't thought about it, and even if you have, maybe it'll strengthen the ways you're thinking about it. Uh, but we have to first start with our sponsorship, um, and uh, one of our very own... Uh, they want me to. They, it's downstairs. They want me to ask if I could ask you if I could sign for it. Yes, All right, I had the wrong number. For I gave you permission. Okay. All right. Sure. Okay. Thank you. So it's sponsored this week. Uh, one of our very own wonderful people in the company, Elchanan uh, Elliot Pressman. Uh, uh, he was offered to have uh, his daughter, his son. I'm sorry. Got it. Uh, engaged to uh, a daughter of a Talmud Chacham. Uh, so to Elisheva and Yechiel, El, uh, Elliot's son, Elfanin's son, uh, we wish you all the best just to, to be just to see the blurb as we wrote here. The, the Gemara says in Baba Basar, and it sounds like Rabbi Kranzer is clearly a toiv shein kamoyu, and as we know, Aaron that uh, got married to uh, Aminodov's daughter. Of course, that was you know, Elisheva Basaminodov. We know that who came from that, uh, who came from that Yizivid? grandchildren, wonderful children, or grandchildren like Pilchus. So that's always a wonderful thing to try to choose Mochutonim, and that's always uh, listen, stack the deck if you can. Um, I should tell you, by the way, that there is a uh, famous hayro, I think from, uh, if they say it's the Chazanish, I'm not sure, maybe the stipler of the Chazanish, that Bisman Azeh, you could say a Bas Tamachachum is any girl who went through uh, Beis Yaakov Seminary properly, is also has the Bechina of a Bas Tamachachum. So maybe that's a palage. I don't know if... <laughs> and I think it was Yaakov said that. Yaakov Kamenetsky said that? Yeah. Okay. Um, also, uh, uh, I, you missed you missed your husband. Uh, okay, I'll go on to the celebration of the, also the second. There, just talked about the Mas and, and stuff like that. Uh, and the celebration of the birth of his son, uh, my grandson, my second grandson from my son Chaim Eliezer and Efrat Brocha. Chaim, of course, is my Chaim's my before, and uh, this is his fourth child in four years. Um, I put a little bit of a postscript here. I don't know if anybody takes the time to read it, but you can see here this is uh, from Hilchas Tainus. And Hilchas Tainus, when it talks about choosing who is a, uh, we can make this a little bigger. Uh, and Hilchas Tainus, when it talks about choosing a uh, a, a, a baltula to bring things for us. Thank you for bringing that in. It talks about bringing a, a baltfil, about who should be the baltfil that should be ma'ayr in a time of tzara. Uh, could you just move Ari for a second? Um, thank you. Somebody who's, who's used to davening, and someone who's a person who knows Tanakh, 
And why do you want such a person to be your chazan? So the Mishnah Bura says there, Kadesh because you shouldn't make mistakes. <laughs> it's the problem many times with people who are Bali Tvila, if they're not used to it, if, oh, that concept makes sense to me. It isn't like he's just, uh, it's just like he's, like you have, uh, these opera stars who don't even know the language that they're singing and they're doing it phonetically. This is somebody that those words mean something to him. He's Rogil and Tanakh. And it's interesting what it says there that we want for a Baltfila, someone who represents us well, to be Matukul Dibanim Tanim. Somebody who's Matukul, who has a bunch of small kids. So when I think about that, I now have my sons in front of me. He's got Noah, that's three, Yonatan, that's two, Elisheva, that's one, and now. The new zero. one, that's a zero, it's less than a week, oh, just a couple of days old. He's Baruch B'Shem, become a Matupo Vavonim. And interestingly enough, the Ainway, he's not making enough money, it's good. Why? And Shavur says, So even though you feel the Tsar, oh, I have so many children, what am I going to do? The truth is, you're the guy we're zeroing in on. Because you understand what it is. In other words, when you daven, you're davening from where you're coming from. And you can daven for the rest of the community because of what you're feeling within yourself. And that's the guy we want. We want a guy who's metupal. We want a guy who's got pampers in the back seat and is running around. That's the guy we want is the Baltvila. And also, and even though we know he's not making it, because Shemitaychak is probably Shalom. I give you a broch if you listen to this later. Of course, you will, Mitzah Shem, have what you need, but it's, it's gonna to be tough. Vyeshul Yikia, Vyeshul he's a lawyer, by the way, you need his help, he's, he's, he's always, he's a guy, he's, he's licensed in New York and New Jersey for all legal needs. Vyeshul Yikia Basoda, and he's a worker guy, he's working. You want to, you want someone who's out there working to be your representative. Uh, and this, of course, hopefully his relatives, the people that are connected to him, are not Balei Avera, including his parents and other people. His house should be a house that is empty from Avera, totally empty. And someone that people like. So anyway, those are the, the brachas for Monim. For, uh, and the new family, and for uh, Chaim, Eliezer, and Efrat, uh, for their family. Okay. Oh, so what I wrote? Okay, so I'm, I'm going to review it. Okay, I got to review it. This is your sponsor, so you, you deserve a review. So basically what I said was, again, listen to the tape, but I'll just say it again. But the Gemara says in, in Baba Basla, everybody knows the Gemara says that you should always marry a Basta on the Bochon, and that's the way the Rambam says is the way you actually are Makai in the midst of the, the, the Dovkli book is by marrying your daughter off to a Tamakokam is the way you're Makai uh, is the way you fulfill the idea of connecting to the even if you aren't able to, to be involved in there constantly um, you gave the best thing that you have to, to, to a Tamakokam but there's also this Gemara in Baba Basra that says always choose somebody from, from good lineage because take a look at what history shows us. Aaron, he chose Basaminoda. And not only were all of his portraits, it's like the fact that two of them died, but they died for reasons, so to speak. Right? They died on for right. So they died for holy reasons. But look what happened. The grandchildren. The grandchildren was Pinchas. Whereas Moshe's grandchildren, he had one grandchild, as you know, Yehonatan who became, you know, Mr. Avodah Zara guy. Mm-hmm. So, 
the Gemara says that part of it was because, so I know, uh, Elias, I know how proud you were of Rabbi Kranzer, and that's a segul of Mirza Hashem, and not only wonderful children, Mirza Hashem, a grandchild, I think, so Hashem, that's what I was saying. Okay, so, send them the MP3, is that right? Okay, so, basically what we want to talk about, really, is, is it right to say Happy Hanukkah? Is it right to say Hanukkah Sameach? We don't really know what to say, right? We say happy, we don't even know what I'm not sure if the word simcha means happiness, first of all. Um, you know, there's a lot of discussion about what that means. A lot of our translations, even the word tov, meaning good, is probably the wrong translation. Tov, and the God saw that it was good, Charlton Heston, right? But that's not whoever it was, or John Houston, I think, was the, was the voice of God in that movie in the 60s. Remember that movie, The Bible? And God saw that it was good. The word good, the word good actually comes from the word God. And it has to be, like, this is for me, right? This is your savior, this is for me, great. One of them? It's all right. It's all right. I'm fine. I'm fine. I got a, I got a big trouble of kind of first with the same <laughs> So, that goes on the side, if you don't mind. So, um, so, so it's true. Tov means Mr. Khan. If you take a look by Aaron, again, it's going about Hanukkah, so we talked about that a little bit. Aaron was made to the Nerov. That's what Hatavas Haneros. Hatavas Haneros means setting things up in a way that they work. That's what Tov means. Tov means it's working. You got the, you got the machine, it's firing on all cylinders. That's, that's what Tov means. Tov is that it's, that it's working well. Okay. Again, so, uh, when we say good, we sort of say, oh, that's good. No, tov means it works, and it's positive, and it's giving everybody the benefit, right? Um, it, the same thing, I think, is true with simcha. You know, with simcha, is it happiness? Is it joy? Is it merriment? Right? Yeah. What is the idea of, of, of simcha? Right? And that's why Chazal always say, ain't simcha and simcha is really defined by the feeling you have when you eat the type of foods that are, that are important for you. And simcha But again, what does simcha actually mean in, in this situation? And is it right to say Hanukkah Sameach? I think many people who come from Chesidisha backgrounds know that by Chesidim they actually do not say in Yiddish and by the Litvish and by the Buddhistin and by most of the you know the Jews, even the, the Yiddish type of Jews, they say Freilach meaning you know we know what Freilach is right. That's that idea of you know you can almost hear the klezmer horns go off when you hear right. But but the Chassidim they're machped to say alichtik in Hanukkah. They say a Hanukkah that's that somehow. That's permeated by light, and you can see that. If you go ask, but go 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 in your neighborhoods, and you'll see. When you speak to Chassidish people from their either from Rebbes or their children, they'll tell you alichtik in Hanukkah. And part of the reason why they do that is because there's an issue is whether is Hanukkah itself a yom simcha or not. Okay, so everything really starts, uh, and, and I want to actually try to put in perspective how that simcha is really. Um, perhaps best understood by understanding the role of the Kohanim. Um, not only in, in, in the Alanisim, uh, do we say, Al Yidei Kayanecha Akidoshim, right? When we like the, 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 the menorah, that's the Kohanecha. But the, the idea of Kohanim in Hanukkah is, uh, you, uh, you can't move from that without 
understanding. And I think understanding the Kohen and understanding the, the way a Kohen is involved in Simcha, I think will help us get a perspective of what the Simcha Hanukkah is supposed to be. All right, but there's a lot of material here, so listen, let's go straight to the videotape, as Warner Wolf used to say so many years ago. He's still alive, Warner. Still, do, still doing the, still doing the uh, channel two. Is still doing the channel two, Warner Wolf. Like a long time ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Yeah, right. I think he was actually before that. He was in some other city. Maybe he was in St. Louis or something. Buffalo. Like Buffalo. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay, Eric, you got <laughs> you got Warner going. He's on Irish in the morning. Uh, what? He's on the video. Oh, he does on every. Yeah. No, he's not on Irish in the same one. What? Okay, so first of all, I just want to show you just the, the, the Rambam that everybody knows, the Rambam at the beginning of Paragimel of Hilchus Hanukkah, which is really the beginning of Hilchus Hanukkah. The Rambam uh, knew how to compress things. Four Brokim, Hanukkah and Megillah. Megillah, the first two Brokim, Hanukkah, uh, the last two Brokim. So, uh, so uh, the Rambam in Shulchan Aruch, it's actually the opposite. In Shulchan Aruch, you actually have Hilchos uh, Hanukkah first before Hilchos Megillah. Rambam is more of a uh, chronological man, so therefore he has Hilchos Megillah first, and the end, of course, is Hilchos Hanukkah. So as you take a look at the Rambam here, it's up on the board. Uh, he gives you the background of, of, of how terrible how, of the players were. Uh, that's the first one, as you can see. Many Xeros, those uh, Seleucid Greeks, had against us, right? They said, this religion is canceled. You're not going to be able to learn, I don't care. Well, the mitzvahs, where those mitzvahs were, we know the famous one, Shabbos, Mila, and other ones. Basically, the point was, if you were a Jew, uh, your money, your children, your daughters... They're ours. They went to the Eichel, first of the Beirutzais, and again, they went to the Eichel, as we know. Tidar spoke about it a couple weeks ago. Rabbi Cohen spoke about exactly how they were in town and everything. I'm not going to get into that again. But basically, look at the Raman. Sarlom Yisrael Mo'ayim Nitnei. It was tough, man. It was tough. Sarlom Yisrael Mo'ayim Nitnei. I mean, yeah, it was really, the Nuremberg, it was really like a very difficult situation. Al-Sharikam Aleyim 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 God had Rahmanus on us, Malishion, the Yodam, the Zilam, and he saved um, he saved them from the hands of the representatives of Malchayoban. Uh, Zilam is not in the Yemenite version, so I'm gonna take that out. The And who did was God's agents to do that? Like this this statement says God did it. But now the Rambam explains how God did it. That the that it was the power of the Hashmanoi, and they're the ones who got had the courage and the strength. They're the ones that developed that 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 energy, that power. And the Rambam emphasizes that they are Kohanim Adoim. Not sure again. So you see that it has to do with the fact that the Nitzachon was through Kohanim, right? And then the Rabbim actually says something even stronger. And they, Hushio Yisrael Miyada, they were the ones who God's agents to save the rest of Kral Yisrael from the hands of the Yavonim. The Himidu Melech Menachehanim. And it was important to know that they actually didn't just save them and drive those Greeks away, but they set up an independent king. They set up a government. They set up a self, they were able to live by themselves as a Jewish state, so to speak. 
And even though for years we had been a vassal state, we had been begging Alexander and all those people for help, but now, And that itself, is, as is, is, is you can see from this Rambam, that that's another reason why we have, we celebrate Hanukkah, is because of Jewish independence that was developed. Um, the Rambam then speaks about, of course, he says, now all of a sudden it's Yisrael, it's not God, it's not the, it's not the Hashmanoim, it's Yisrael in itself. When Yisrael became uh, strong enough to basically get rid of all, all of them, then banish them completely, the historical date was the 25th of Kislev, a little, little less than a week. Uh, and then we talk about the nest of the Bach Hashemen. We, we talked about that we, we did our Cohen dealt with that in depth a couple of weeks ago. But this is the part that I want to emphasize. So the Rambam says clearly that Hanukkah are Yemei Simcha. The Rambam says that was the Takana to turn them into Yemei Simcha. Hallel, yes, but also Yemei Simcha. So it's seen from the Rambam that the Takana of Hanukkah is that it should be Yemei Simcha. Now what does that mean, though, that they are Yemei Simcha? What does it mean? The other Simchas that we have, for example, I mean, there's the only the only one that is perhaps comparable is a Horopurim, right? Because we have Simcha and Yontif, and yet we know there's no Isra Malacha on, on Hanukkah. There's Isra Malacha on Yontif, Simcha, right? But it, it, we know there's no Isra Malacha, but there is Simcha. If there's Simcha, then Machora, it's it, it, saying uh, Hanukkah Sameach would be correct, but there's more to it than that. It's more than just saying, oh, we should actually be, uh, uh, say happy Hanukkah, or say it's a Simcha on Hanukkah. Um, and I'll tell you here where it makes an optimism. Um, the, uh, <laughs> the tour disagrees with the rabbi. The tour says that, the tour quotes the Gemara Shabbos, which is in itself a quote from one of the oldest farm that we have, which is called the Megillas Tainus. Megillas Tainus, as you know, was sort of like, you know when in Shul's they had the, like, the Ezra's Tire calendar, they still have that? You go to the Shul, you go to the Ezra's Tire calendar to look everything up. It was very, very few Mikhlitopachinsky did it in Eretz Yisrael every year, the Luach Eretz Yisrael. So basically, the Megillas Tainus was something like that. It was a book that was composed by the rabbis. Hey, these are the dates where... Uh, certain things are going on today. No hespit today. Oh, uh, Tainus Seber? No, no, you're not fasting today. This is part of what's in the list of Megillus Tainus. These are the days, no fasting, and no espadum. It's a very early book. And just like those calendars, it gives you a, a little bit of a snippet of why you can't. It tells you why. Right? I remember once when I was an oval uh, for my father over Shalom. So I was very mocked with um, Was it for my mother? It was for my mother. Um, I, I wanted to make sure that I was able to dominate a shul every single time, the same Kaddish, whatever it would be. So I remember I was, I, I was on my way from uh, Chicago to New York, and we went out of the way about an hour and a half to stop in Cleveland, which would give us the chance to be able to dominate the shul, you know, that, that, that strip of the Midwest. There aren't that many shuls unless you go up to Cleveland, etc. So we stopped in Cleveland, and I remember I, I, I went to the Green Road Synagogue, and I, I went to Teller Road. 
It's called the Torah Synagogue? Yeah. Um, so I, so, so I, I went there. I think it was it was Green. I think it was Green. There is a show in Cleveland called the Green Road Synagogue. Oh, I think it was the Green Road Synagogue. So I, I, I dove in there, and I remember in the morning, the Gabbai had a huge book. And in that book was like a yard site book of every Reb and every Godel, and they almost never said, right? They almost, they almost never said Tachner. They would give a clap, okay, this is the yard site, um, you know, to be a, be a, be a stocker in the Shabbos, and this is, this is the yard site, um, you know, or Shabbos, whoever it was. So they had, you know, they had, right? They had basically a book of what we're supposed to do every day. And why? That's sort of what Megillus Tainus was. Hey, what's today? Check the Megillus Tainus. What does it say over there? So in the Megillus Tainus, it actually says, it gives you the description of what Hanukkah is, and that's what everybody knows, and it says over there, as the tour quotes, Roshona Cheres, Kavum, that's Chachonim, short for Chachonim, Yom Tev Bachalil Okay, so there's two ways you could take a look at that language. One way is to say, it's a Yom Tev. And Yomtev always means Simcha, right? That's one way to look at it. It's a Yomtev. What does it mean by Halvei yeah. So, so the tour says, based on his tradition, no, the whole Yomtev is, is a previous type of Yomtev. You say Halel, you say Hoido, you say Halanisim, no Isra Melocha. Right? There's no reason. Let me get into this issue about women doing malocha. Somebody pointed out to me the other day. Uh, there's a lot of discussion about that. But the, even though there is a minute of women not doing malocha, it's not really a yoyim that's also in malocha like the rest of the yoyim. More even like chalamoyed. Uh, he says, okay. But then he gets to our point. Rutenberg. In other words, even though in some ways it might sort of be a yomta for women, right? Don't stop it. But technically, there's no mokor for just having big meals and having big parties. Again, what would be the hava meaning? Because it's a yomta. Right? Yomta means just like yomta during the week. Simcha just means like we have on Purim, right? They actually are marvelous. So what you see from Marami Rutenberg is that they were doing it, first of all. <laughs> you see that he doesn't say, he doesn't say that uh, I want to stop, I want to nip this in the bud. It was already going on. The Maravra says, really, I sued the Shemarvim these sudas that are already happening, these simcha type of sudas that are happening, the Maram wanted to stop them. Came sudas arishus. All it is is a sudas arishus. So what does that mean? It's a sudas arishus. We'll see in a minute. But shall we call the well That's what Hanukkah is about. And he emphasized it's not a Mishnah of Simcha day. So we have a Machlekas now. Two great men. Moshe versus Rabbeinu Meir, right? Rabbeinu Moshe, who in a way saved Judaism in a certain way by writing the Mishnah Torah, to another savior of Judaism, Marami Rottenberg. Um, in a way, was the source of all uh, all those great Germans like the Rosh and the Mordechai and the Gosmaimenes and all those people who came from Germany and tried to push their country, to push them in Hogim of Ashkenaz. Almost all of them go back and describe something to the great mayor of Rothenburg, not the Rami Rothenburg. Uh, and he seems to stand uh, against it. So we have a Machlekas, the Rambam, the the Rambam, and the Maran. Now, um, I just want to show you the Russian, the Maram, because I, I love saying things inside. 
Um, and it's always good to do that. Here's the truth of the Marami Rutenberg. So let's, I want to show it to you in a second. So the question was raised. The Gemara says in Psachim, if a Talmud Chochem should not eat from a Suda that people are making, unless it's a Suda's Mitzvah. And it's also for Talmud Chochem to get involved in a Suda's that's Even if it's a, the Gemara even says, if it's, even if it's a, a Suda celebrating a wedding, but if the couple is not going to be sense, and again, it's an impolitical, unpolitical correct thing to say today, but this is the Gemara Psachem. That if it's an Amoritz who's marrying, if you're marrying off your daughter to a person you don't think is going to live a life in Torah, so a Talmud Chacham shouldn't be involved in that Suda. A Talmud Chacham should only be involved in the Suda's Mitzvah. A Talmud Chacham, for example, or someone decides to make a Thomas, uh for himself, and, and he comes to Shul, and he finds that a certain Suda is happening, so if it's a Suda's Mitzvah, he can, he, even though he accepted to fast the night before, he's able to push it off to the next day. So whether something has a din sudas mitzvah or not is important. There are differences whether Tamachochim can be involved in it. Uh, so the Maram says that they asked him, what about everybody goes to these chasim, everyone goes to these weddings, and it's even though it's a bas Tamachochim, or sometimes, sometimes when a person has gone through an operation, Kishamakizim, Right. Sometimes you go through an operation, right, and you say, "Hey, you know what? Uh, did a pretty good job. I want to, I want to, I want everybody to come by." Oh, I got a special guest who's here, right? Uh, you know, there's a rebbe that's come in, or somebody. Come on, guys, come to the house. He says, those are suitors for shoes." So the Maram says, "You know what you need to do? Whenever you have something which is a suitors for shoes, despite what you think, it's a good reason." Then you need to actually make that suit with shears and the shvachos of Kadesh Baruch Hu. Ohalu lachesed shalosa imahodam. I wasn't sure what this what this meant. Aleim asholim, ameoretz. I'm not sure what this ime is. But he says yes. It's not really a suit that's You want the rabbanim to come. Make sure that when it's there. In other words, it's a, if it's yotiv, they don't need. You don't need to say the right there. You should, but the Sudas itself is Sudas Mitzvah. Right? Uh, Sudas a young right? Because there's, there's a Mitzvah. To, right? The Marshals we're going to see later also says that by Ibris, Ibris Monday by us, that you don't need to say Taira to actually to make it a Sudas Mitzvah. Marshal actually says by Ibris, it's actually an extension of the, of the Bris itself, is to be happy about it. In other words, because people, right, you know, I and all these, you know, right, Seinfeld episode or whatever it is where they're afraid of the bris. Remember where where, where 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 the guy runs around with the kid? He doesn't want the he doesn't want the baby to have a bris. Everybody's scared. The bris is such a gefer lechazach. Right? People say like you know it's so brutal. So the suit is really a simon of how we accept the mitzvah. So that's what the marshals is the suit of a bris even without divrei Torah is a mitzvah itself. So the fact that you're happy and the fact that you're eating, it's all an extension of the mitzvah. You don't need any different Torah to turn it into a Sudas mitzvah. The same thing with Sudas Chosim Mekali. You don't need different Torah there, right? The guy gets up to speak, they, they clap the mice, right? If someone gets up there, right? If someone gets up there to say different Torah, the minute was to actually, to knock him down, right? You know, right? To, to, to hack him up. Right? What? Why is why What's the basis of that minute? Well, the minute of that was to show that the chassan is a talmud chacham. Not to knock him down. Well, yeah, so I'm saying because I, it's so because, because the suit is 
What? If he couldn't do it. But but I'm saying that the suit itself is a mitzvah. In other words, yeah, of course you're not going to sit there and, and you know, and uh, today everybody's just on their phone anyway, so it doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying, but generally just the fact that you're at the, the meal of, of a chasana is itself, the marshal says, is, is, you don't need different Torah. But here the maran is telling us that, okay, you know what you need to do? You need to, to, to turn the meal into a surah's mitzvah, to make Shemach the Rabbeinu Shalom. If it's about a guy who went through a difficult operation, so make sure that you emphasize how God is so great with human beings and he's so wonderful. Um, and that, it's not a surah's rishus anymore. Why? Because surah's rishus is only where there's a simcha, hey, I'm happy, but there's no mitzvah. And that's what he says, Nebuchadnezzar, I know it's perfectly incorrect, that's when you have a Paschoyim to Yisrael who's not a Talmud Chochem, or a Paschoyim to Talmud Horetz. That's, 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 again, I'm not going to try to defend what the Gemara himself says, that those are marriages that we don't think are going to uh, produce uh, great things. So there, a Talmud should, again, if they're going to say Divrei Torah there, then he can come and be involved. Then look at, the, look at this afterthought. Or generally, come on, you know, I haven't been around. Come on, guys, come to the house, come for barbecue. That's Simchas Mereus. So, what you need to do is turn it into a Sudas Mitzvah, and then even Tamir Chacham can be part of it. Oh, I look at this end here. Oh, Kigoyim Bechanaka. Shemar Ben Sudas Or in Chanukah, where it's already going on. In other words, you can see from my, my, my point is 100% correct that it's happening already. People are making meals, come to my house, you come to your house. And my mom says, really, it shouldn't be that way, and perhaps um, it's not really simple. So if you want, you're going to have a Hanukkah party, make sure that the Hanukkah party has uh, a, a darshan, a different Torah, a song. Make sure that it's not just about, you know, you know, somebody dressed up as a big dreidel, right? Make sure, that, make sure that what it's about is somehow uh, that, that's the uh, that's the that's the uh, German halacha that comes out of uh, of, of, of the of the maram, which the Beis Yosef is makabel, despite being a, a, a Sephardi. However, um, the Ramah writes in the, in the if you can take a look here. The Ramah says. And I, again, I've been asked about this for years, the Marami Prague. I did do some research on him. It slipped my mind who he is exactly, but he was definitely a Kadmoy, uh, not the Maral. He says that he was in Mordechai, in other words, not the Mordechai who just uh, quotes the Marami Rutenberg uh, word for word. There was a fuller version of the Mordechai, and there it probably wasn't the Mordechai himself, because he would never have argued with his Rebbe. Uh, but let me just say parenthetically, just for another um, lowbrow uh, uh, connection to the to the, to the modern uh, the popular world. I always see the Maram Mirutenberg as such a heroic figure. You know, he was he's Jorel. Maram Mirutenberg is Jorel, and the planet Krypton is Germany. That's basically don't laugh because basically what's happening is that planet is going. Germany is really coming apart. There's such persecution that's occurring. It's like these communities are really going. So it's interesting that he has one student, the, the Mordecai, 
who dies in the Rheinfleisch massacres is actually slaughtered and killed. And you can see the safer that he wrote wasn't even finished. But every little piece of the Mordechai is important. But he was killed because the Germans were really ready to eliminate the Jews from their country and make it so difficult to live there. That's what we call Ashkenaz Jewry. So he's like the Jorel who knows Ashkenaz Jewry. He's like that last great figure. And in fact, we know, of course, the years that he spent in prison, and he was still, like, he was the, right, you know, Marcus Levy wrote the beautiful uh, story about him. And again, it's based on the truth that he was actually in prison. He refused, he died in prison. He refused to allow uh, the, the community uh, to, to be paid to him. He knew that this was a community that was gone. So his prime student, his Kalel, his, was was the Rosh, Rabbeinu Asher. Right? Rabbeinu Usher was really that boy who was already a big man. He was already a Rav. But he's the one who left Germany. He took the best of Germany with him. He took the best of Krypton with him. He took the best of what there was. He went and took, and then he went and traveled to Spain. And he became, of course, the Rav of Toledo. And there he became the Rosh that really was almost the architect of Psaq HaLochem. So the Maram, and he quotes his Rebbe, the Maram, constantly. So the Maram, remember, if you take a look, we've, he, oh, there's so many, he, he and the Rashba are, are, are two of the most prolific uh, responses that we have, is the Rashba and the Maram. So I, I think it's important to realize that starting up with the Maram is not simple, but they were willing to do it. As, as, and, and, and you can see the Marami Prad says, no, kavu yomtuk, mishum chanukasam izbeach. In other words, the simple shot in the Gemara is, they made it a yomtuk, and Halavahidu. What's the Yantif about? Yantif is about the fact there's a base of oh, we got the base Hamikdash back. We know that in the time of Shlomo Melech, when they were Machanich the base Hamikdash, nobody ate, they ate on Yom Kippur, remember? So having having a, a, a holiday about the significance of, of a base Hamikdash is so important. Now, it's true, the Gemara in Shabbos says it's only because of the miracle. So the Marami Prague says, no, it's two things. The Mishum Zeh In other words, in terms of the, the miracle of getting the Beis HaMikdash back, the Simch of getting the Beis HaMikdash back, not even the miracle, just the fact that we have a Beis HaMikdash. There was no miracle in the time of Shlomo. But yet, the fact was, is that it was a day of Simch. The same way we know the Nesim in the time of the Akkamasan Mishkan in the Midbar. It was a Yomta for them each day. Every one of the 12 Nesim, each of their individual days, was a Yomtev. A day that you bring a carbon, for example, if you would have to bring a carbon, it's Hashem will bring a carbon at the time of the That day that you're bringing a carbon is like a Simcha. That's part of the reason why Erev Yom Kippur, Erev Pesach is a Simcha. The reason why Erev Pesach is a Simcha, and you can't do certain things, because you're bringing a carbon. When you're involved in Avoda, when you're involved in something that brings you close to that world of God, you don't need a miracle. That itself is a yomtif. And that means you can eat and drink and you can actually relish your body, relish what it means to be alive because you're living a life that's connected to God in such a way. So that's what he's saying here. He says, because, he says, in terms of the fact of the event of getting the Beis HaMikdash back, that already, despite how it happened, whether it happened miraculously or not, that's not the point. The point is we've got it that's Mechayev Simcha. Now, because of the Ness, okay, just because it's a miracle, so that you have to tell people about the miracle. That's about Sangalanisim, that's about Halavahidah. But there, therefore, the Marami Prague says, 
that it's basically both. And then the Ramah says, so I want to say based on this, the Epsher Shalazen Nogu Bemishra And maybe that's why, even though the Maran tried to put an end to it, and Mishnah the Simcha, by the way, didn't mean iced tea. Okay? Mishnah the Simcha did not mean iced tea or sun kissed or golden flow. Right? 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 Right. It meant drinking. It meant drinking and it meant the buzz of drinking. That's what it meant. That's what a Mishnah is. A Mishnah is, yeah, of course there's great food, but what's, what's the, right? What's the bottle, right? Okay. Does beer count? Huh? Beer, I mean... Yeah, right? Yeah, whatever spirits. Yeah, that's what it is. That's why they're called spirits. Um, Right? So now... Yeah, it brings you... So, um, okay. Now, uh, so that's the Ramos. So the Ramos himself already disagrees with the Beis Yosef. And and I want to show you the Ramos cousin here, because I promised it in the... in the... um, in the... uh, in the blurb. Okay. All right, the Amshel Shlomo. Um, all right, this is the Ramos cousin, the Marshal. And uh, I've talked about him previously, I think, in these classes. Uh, again, he, in a way, was sort of like um, Ashkenaz's answer to Rabbi uh, of Cairo. I know you can tell me Ashkenaz's answer was Moshe Israelis. But he had an older cousin, an older first cousin, Shlomo Lurian. Uh, of Lublin. And uh, he also had come up with the idea of writing uh, a, a safer that the, human, the Jews needed. Um, why do they need a safer? Because there's so much information, right? Right? But Phil Collins say too much information all in my head, right? Too much right? Too much information all in my brain, too much information making me insane. To so much information of halachas that nobody knew what to do. So Rabbi Yosef said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to write a book based on the tour. I'm going to put all everything in perspective. And this way we have Shulchan Aruch. This way we know. Yeah, there's just so many farm and so many things. We need to have an approach. So that's what Rabbi Yosef did. He was the genius of doing that. Well, Shomaluria also felt that there was too much information. But he thought that what Cairo did was undermining the real learning. Because what it would do was, it means nobody's going to really look in the Gemara anymore. People are basically just going to look at his book. Uh, they'll use the Gemara as just like, oh, reference shelf. As opposed to what Luria wanted to do was to say, let's learn Gemara in a way that we get to the halacha. Instead of having a separate halachic book, which is what the Beis Yosef was, and then the Shulchan Aruch was the compendium of that, Luria, he, he felt the man was great, Cairo. But he said, what we need is a book that actually organically flows from the Talmud to the Psaq. And that was the book that he wrote. He didn't finish it. But that was the book <coughs> which is the, his, his masterpiece. And that's why I called it this halachic masterpiece. So what he does is, when you read his book, you see he takes every section of the Gemara and he shows you, these are, I'm going to learn the piece of Gemara with you, and I'm going to show you from how you get to halacha from that Gemara. That's what he does. And therefore, the book is not only a masterpiece, but it's also a guide of how to study. That's why, you know, um, Bachi, if you listen to this, that's why, for your boyfriend, that's why I ordered him that safer for Hanukkah, so you'll see. Because I want him to be able to, uh, I want him to be able to learn uh, from the Marshal's way. 
So anyway, the marshal has in, 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 in Babakama and Parak Maruba, I believe, so he has a section about what are Suda's mitzvahs about. And you can see here he talks about Suda of Brismila, Pinyin and Hanukkah, Absiya Masechta. This marshal, by the way, is the real source for bar mitzvah parties and for what does it mean to have a bar mitzvah, uh, how you're supposed to do bar mitzvahs. This is really a very important source. Okay. I'm going to take three minutes here because we have a Shalom Sofer coming up in our house. So I just want to say he starts with, he starts with this Kamara in Babakama, not pay. It says, Rashmul, Ravasi, Rab, Rashmul, three men, three incredible men. You might remember the Kamara. Each one said, no, you go first. No, you go first. You go first, right? It was Rab, Shmuel, and Ravasi who went, right? They, and so it says they went to something called the Shavua Haven. So the question is, what were they going to? <laughs> right? So, some say the pshat is that it's a going to a bris. That's why it's called Shavuah Aven. Shavuah Aven means seven days have passed, eighth day, that was time for, uh, right? The Amri lay, but some have a different gear in the story. It was called Yeshua Aven, not that Yeshua, right? Yeshua Aven, right? It was Yeshua Aven, right? Hmm, what's going on? Yeshua Aven mean? So, on that, Rashi says, opinion Aven. Why? Because Yeshua means proik. Yeshua means uh, to to save someone. So Pidyan Aben is sort of taking off the Kedusha. Taisu says a different shot. Taisu says Al Shem Shavlad meaning the kid is alive. The kid went through uh, the, the birth situation, the birth of a canal, he's out of there, and that's the reason why we're making a, a simcha. So we're making a simcha not because we're doing the mitzvah of Rismila, we're making a simcha about the fact that the baby Baruch Hashem was born, and the mother and child are alive. So that's really the uh, the, the suda they went to. So Lachora, the, mar- the marshal says, we know that a Talmud Chacham, Rav himself, wrote, he never went to a Suda unless it was a Suda's Mitzvah. So why was he going to this Suda? So again, this is by, by a Mipris, it's different. But he's saying that when it comes to a Yeshua Haben, just want to show you what he says here. Um, Yeshua Haben is the Shalom Zohar. Al Ken Chosuk Chosam Echad, the Marshal Masadash quotes it. That's called Sudas Mitzvah. That's Yeshua Haben. And why? That's the Suda that the Gemara talked about. Because you're basically the miracle of birth, the danger of birth, the fact that we have this child. So that is, so he says, and why do we do it on Friday night? Because that's everybody's home. That's why we make a show of Zohar, because people are home. All right. So, um, Der Chagav, you know, this might be a little question if the child Nebuch, you know, is in the incubator or something like that. It's possible that uh, it should be stalled, not the first shots. Anyway, the point being is that those are Sudas Mitzvahs. And he says, Hanukkah, look what he says here, the Marshal. Lo Kedivrei Maram. Maram's wrong. They aren't Sudas Rishus. Why? The Ram says there's no Simcha Hanukkah, but look at the Rambam. The Rambam says they are Simcha. And then he quotes the same Mordechai, and we get with Tainus, and he says, even the Argamar itself says the word Yomtif. Yomtif means 
That means it could have just said they were koveyed for halil. You didn't have to use the word yantif at all. So he says, I don't care what the tour says. Yantif kipshuto means mishta v'simcha. If, even for, if it says yantif, yantif means a day of mishta v'simcha. Uh, okay. So therefore, the mashal is clearly the bar plukta of the, of the Mordechai, uh, of the Maran. Okay. So, then he gets into making a siyum and stuff like that, and the bar mitzvah. I don't want to get into that today. All right. So there we have this machlek. So what are you supposed to do with this? We have only about seven minutes left. So what are you supposed to do with this? What are you supposed to do with this question? Again, are we, uh, people invite you to a Hanukkah party. Okay. We're making a Hanukkah party. Should you go? Should you not go? Okay, so if you're, if you're from the Marams camp, you're saying, I'm going, but I want to make sure that there's different type, right? I want to make sure that we're going to give a drosha, right? You're going to have, uh, you're going to be singing, right? You're not going to sing, dreidel, dreidel, I made it out of clay. You have to sing, uh, you have to sing something that people are being beside But just to sit around and have a Hanukkah meal, l'chorah would be awesome. The mashal would say, look, you shouldn't be magato. But according to the marshals, right, based on the Rambam, it's a Yom Simch itself. So a Talmud Chacham can come there. Of course he'll sit and learn. But the Suda is a Suda's Talmud, a Suda's of Simch So I think the answer to this lies in the word Simch itself. One of the things I always try to do in this, in, in this class and other classes is figure out where's the first time we have Simch in the Torah? Where's the first time you have the idea of Simch? Are there any Bali Kriya here? Where's the first time you have the idea of Simch? Who's the first time Simcha is mentioned? Anybody want to take a guess? Come on, we got a couple minutes here. Didn't so Abraham make a Suda for Yisrael? Right, right. Suda, right, it says, Mishta biyomi gom alesoi. It doesn't say the word Simcha there. Noach after the Mabal. After the Mabal. Noach after the Mabal, he got drunk. It doesn't say he was the Simcha there. <laughs> it says, Vayitgal betocha Allah, he was revealed in his O.L., it doesn't say simcha there. Um, right? Yosef sent wine to Yaakov. Yosef sent wine to Yaakov. It doesn't say simcha. Okay? The first time it mentions simcha is one of, it mentions it uh, as a potential simcha, not an actual simcha. It's mentioned, actually, in last week's Parsha. It talks about Yilovan uh, running after Yaakov, right? Or is that two weeks ago, right? So two weeks ago, right? So Loman running after Yaakov, it says, hey, if you would have told me, I would have actually uh, given you tupim v'simcha, right? That's what it says there. Right? So Loman is the first person in Tanakh who actually articulates the word simcha for us. It's interesting. But he's not the first person who is v'simcha. Who's the first person that's v'simcha? It's, well, you can take a guess from everything I've been saying up until now, and from the subtitle of the class, it's Aaron. Aaron's the first person who's besimcha. What happens when God gives the job to Moshe Rabbeinu? He says, God tells him, Aaron's coming on his way. Baruch, right, he's going to see you. And what does it say there? Besamach beligo. He's going to see you, and he's going to have simcha in his lave. In other words, and think about it. Aaron, again, he's not like it was in the... I don't know if you saw the... And I'm making all these movie references, but people don't know who Aaron was if they don't know the Torah itself. You saw the, if you watch the cartoon, The Prince of Egypt, Aaron is a real... you know, he's, he's, he's someone who really doesn't know what's going on, and he's surprised. Aaron, of course, was doing the hard work. 
while Moshe Rabbeinu was, was out there having his great adventures, Aaron was keeping the idea of his father, Amram, going, and he was trying to do what he could. You see that they accept him as a leader. He wasn't just some schmo, right? He was actually the one who ran interference from Moshe, right? So Aaron was a very harsh of a person, yet Aaron did not get the job, right? Aaron didn't get the job to be the savior. Who got the job? His brother, his younger brother got the job. But Aaron had no element of that at all. When he came, he was Rav Asamach Belibay, right? Now, true, he was there, he came out to see him, but the Simcha is really a premious type of Simcha that's inside. Now, this is relevant to a very important aloha. There's a big machlech, just going to finish up here. It's a machlech is between the Bnei Eretz Yisrael and the Bnei Bovo. Uh, it's in the, what we talked about before. The Bnei Eretz Yisrael said every person should, every Kohen, should, should do it. Every calling should go up there and do Birchas Kaihanim. The Bnei Bovel felt that Kaihanim who aren't married should not do it. If a Kohen is not married, he shouldn't do it. Similarly, the Bnei Bovel were Machadish, and this became the Minig Ashkenaz as well, that an Ovel doesn't do it. Why not? You're supposed to do mitzvahs even during the Mea Shiva. An Ovel's not potter for mitzvahs. I was supposed to do mitzvahs. And yet, what arose was a minute that came out of, again, from Rashi's Rebbe, quotes it as an already an established thing, or it's for you to quote it's an established thing, that they're not doing the mitzvah birchas kaihane. Why? So the Rebari Yehuda says, and again, I, we're going to come right out of time, but he says that it, it has to do with the fact that we learned from Yitzchok. <laughs> True, it doesn't say the word simcha by Yitzchok. For Yitzchak to give the bracha to Esav, what did he need first? Food. He had food. He needed a sense of inner simcha. Without that, he couldn't give a bracha. So he says the same thing is true for everyone. If a person is unfettered, if a person is still dealing with the death, the the, the, the Rebar Yudas says, imagine what an oval is. You're in a different place in Shul. Today, none of us have real places in Shul anyway, Okay. Maybe we do. I know. I know. I'm, I know some people here in the IET based matter places. I know don't sit in that spot. But we all basically dreis a harim. We know that if an oval doesn't have a place, he feels a sense of uh, he's untethered. He doesn't. He's, he doesn't have anything. He's, he's, the, the fact he doesn't have a place in shul means I'm not the same guy anymore. And I'm still dealing with that grief. I have to say kaddish. That's because I'm the broken person. It's going to be makaddish Hashem. So everybody should be inspired. Either way, there's no real simcha. So therefore, in Ovel, the minute of the Ashkenazim and the Bnei Eretz, the Bnei Baba, was not to do Berchus Kehanim, because you don't have that inner Simcha. Similarly, if you're not married yet, they felt that you can't have that sense true. Marriage is not always, it's not always the honeymoon. <laughs> it's not always the great, it's not always the pyrotechnics and, 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 and the rockets bursting in the beautiful ecstatic love. But still, the sense that you have a place, the sense that you're connected, the sense that that simcha belev is missing. And if you're missing the simcha belev, so you can't do birchas kaihanim. So when we talk about simcha, we're not talking about, you know, Hanukkah wild parties. It's not about forming a cha-cha line. It's not about, you know, okay, it's a holiday party. All right, happy Hanukkah, right? No. The, the maram perhaps understood Maybe even the marshal would agree. Yes, of the meal itself, it's happy Hanukkah. But ultimately, it's got to be al yedei kayanecha. 
It's got to be what the Kayanim did. The Kayanim's sense of Simcha and Aaron's children had that understanding. It doesn't have to show itself in, in, in such an uh, uh, expressive fashion. That's the look of Birchus Kayanim. That's why you had this minnow. That's the music of, of, of possibly Simcha's time. So if we understand that sense of Simcha, then I think we might be a little bit more balanced when we wish everybody Hanukkah's man. Have a great day, everybody. Mitzvah Shem. Uh, we'll be back here next week. Thanks again. Yeah. 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 Yeah.